Welcome to the Awake to Joy podcast. The advice and strategies contained here may not be suitable for your situation, and you should consult a professional where appropriate. Let's listen to today's program. Hey, Renee. Hi, Annette. So today we're going to talk about blocking out sexual abuse. There's a lot of different traumas that are out there, and people could try to block out a traumatic event that happened in their life. But we're going to focus more in on for those who have been sexually abused, but it will apply for others as well. Makes sense. But for those who try to solve an issue, and they may do it on tiny things in their life, but because earlier in life, in their past, they were able to block out to a certain extent, maybe not all the way, the sexual abuse that happened to them, it's a pattern that will continue throughout life when they encounter pain of the heart, pain emotionally, that way wise, but also physical pain. They will try to block it out like it doesn't exist to push it away. And that's what I wanted to address today. I know somebody that's done those things. (laughs) (laughs) I think we're both on camera right now. (laughs) Yes, absolutely. Um, You know, it's, I would say human nature to want to forget something that's painful. Yeah. As well as to even think on something that was traumatic that just happened. It's so raw that it becomes overwhelming and nobody wants to sit there in an overwhelmed state for too long it just is exhausting and they figure they just want to start going on with life again and not deal with it so I think that's one of the big things is to not deal with it just block it it happened anyways there's nothing I can do about it I can't undo it if I could I would have but because it's there These are things that are going to happen. And for those who have blocked out their, let's say, childhood sexual abuse or something in their teens, it usually, and we've talked about this before, will start leaking out the suppression of it all around that 30 age, 40, 50 years old. Um, It's just massively just trying to still be dealt with and it's causing all sorts of issues. But it also, It's like, um, well, this pin here, okay? And this pin now gets covered up with a piece of paper. Well, over the years, it gets covered up with a lot more papers and such. And some of those papers might look like excessive eating without just, it's not mindless eating. It's that excessive continual eating until they feel good and content. That took away the pain that they had in that moment So it was that, like that one piece of paper on top of this pen where it's soothed. Well, they can't be alone. The trauma made it so they just can't be alone. So they always are making themselves constantly with other people, being around them. Some people even get married just so they won't be alone. Yeah, that loneliness definitely. So that's just another piece of paper that went on top. Can you think of a blocking example, a way to block the pain? in your life a coping avoidance (laughs) avoidance Avoidance. or or busyness busyness so a lot of workaholics are because they've had some traumatic events happen in their life not all but a lot 
and it just becomes this endless cycle of the workaholic and so that's there you go and then on top of that you might stick on that people pleasing that sticks to workaholic workaholism so much that this pile is adding up they're good friends yeah they're really good friends <laughs> staying in toxic relationship one after another after another when everybody else is going this is not good for you they could see so well that this is such a toxic relationship yet it wasn't as bad as the trauma that happened way back when right. and it helps them forget that because this trauma is completely different and you add to that something that rhymes drama some people are just attracted to drama all the time yes because that <laughs> that's another avoidance too but drama is a way of control because they're able to control a lot of that drama and how they react to things in life and so then you put that drama which is friends with control right mm -hmm. and those yeah. those layers are adding up on top of this event which was the childhood sexual abuse but now we got these big piles um excessive shopping excessive exercise um self-harm all these different things we can come up with and they end up on top and they're squishing down this pin but eventually this pin can't take it if i was to drive a car over this pin it's going to break right and yep. it's going to leak out you know leak out the pink ink in it and that's what's happening to those who are now being faced with remembering these horrible memories from when they were little because they were never dealt with because they were blocked out and i could see the reason for the blocking out i did as well many of those different things but it wasn't healthy for me and i could have worked through it so much better and not put all these different layers on top and mm -hmm. dealt with the root of it way at the beginning i even thought i dealt with all of mine and you know having gone through four years of counseling and then even counseling after that you know it was four years four years in high school doing counseling and then after that being part of different little groups you know that's still focused on it but i found that for me i had no good memories of my childhood all my memories were negative of my father you know negative of my past it was the hardest thing to come up with something good and you're right it was like I was in my 30s. I remember walking out of a door of my job, you know, one day going, geez, I don't have any positive memories. And just asking God, what's up with that? And it was, it had to have been a block. There was still, even though I had gone through all this work, there was still a block that did happen of even memories. And it was from that moment on, bringing God into it, I started realizing, oh, I did have good memories. Oh, I did get a dollhouse. Oh, I did play out in the creek, you know, the, they then started coming up, but up until my thirties, late thirties, I would say, or young thirties, somewhere in there. Yeah. It was starting to leak and realizing that I had that blockage going on still of some sort, you know? Well, Renee, we could only work on so much. So even, um, if I had started uh, working through those things at such a young age, I would have only had so much that my brain would have let me work on. True. Because let me give an example outside of the sexual abuse type situation. When a big incident happens, let's say you're inside a bank and it's getting robbed. 
and you're right there with the bank robber and they have a gun and they pull it out and you're standing right there by them. Mm. And they're saying, if you don't give me all the money, I'm going to, I'm going to do something terrible to Renee. Okay. Yes. Your adrenaline is going as fast as possible and survival is kicking in. You're not looking at the guy like some of these movies and going <laughs> white shirt, beard, blue eyes, brown hair, all these details, belt buckle, horse on it, right. pocket you're in the back, money. ripped. You're not doing any of that. You're, you're in survival mode. And once survival mode, first fear is kicking in. What shock, right? And oh, then yeah. all of a sudden survival, and you're looking around for how you could possibly escape. Who's around? Who's Who can you protect? All these things might be going through your head all at the same time true okay well that happened when you were sexually abused as a child but let's go a little bit further now the police came in rescued you everything's beautiful just like a movie kind of a wonderful ending nobody got shot oh yeah. <laughs> they sit down with you and ask you what's what happened you're giving them little chunks of everything but it isn't till two or three days later that you could actually tell them so much more. But in that moment, when they're asking you those things, you're still, your mind is still in survival shock. mode. Yeah. And shock mode. And shock mode. You're only going to remember so much. You're only going to be able to process. Remember, you're still processing that you're rescued. True. Yeah. And that everything's okay. So all of those thoughts are going through you. And that's kind of what happened when you were a child. And for those who were repeatedly abused, it is like compounding, compounding, compounding continuously. And there you're just in survival mode for so many days, years, whatever it is. True. So you need to give yourself grace in that. But you also need to know you're only going to be able to work through what your little mind back then or your adult mind can handle at that point. Just like if the bank robbery happened. Nobody would be mad at you that you didn't remember what color shirt he had on. True. No, you wouldn't be screaming, you know, this and that at somebody because they couldn't remember if they had a beard or no beard or whatever it is. Because all you could remember was the color of his eyes and that he drooled. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and everybody, uh, what? <laughs> but that's the gun was big, head. you think? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and it's when we start having those leaks or those moments of flashbacks of maybe a panic attack, a night terror or nightmare or intrusive thoughts. So an intrusive thought is something where that thought keeps coming back to you. You're not trying to bring it up and it keeps coming to you over and over again. And it leaves you very discouraged or worried or fearful. It's a negative intrusive thought that you're not inviting in, that's when you know you need to go ahead and start working through some trauma processing at that point. You need to be able to go to God and say, you know, I don't remember this. I must have blocked it. And, or I just don't remember it because my brain wasn't ready to release it. Yeah. Whatever it is, Lord, I come to you now asking for insight. I ask for healing. I ask for you to help me walk through this and give me the instructions of what I should do next. 
and I just lay this at the cross. That would be my suggestion. If that all of a sudden these things were happening, you either blocked it out and or your brain like that bank robbery couldn't do it all at once. You couldn't give me the whole situation of what happened at the bank 10 minutes after it happened. Yeah. <laughs> You're trying to remember your, you know, okay. Right. I was just going to say, <laughs> I'm still alive? Yeah. Yeah. I'm still alive. Oh my goodness. Uh, I got to let Eddie know, you know, something like that. So many thoughts are going through your head. That happened way back then, but we don't remember that because it was so long ago with one thing and the other is it was so traumatic. What I would also recommend as you go to God and bring this to God before him is to journal those thoughts that are coming to your head. What is that flashback? And it may not be easy to write it down, but I find for me, at least putting it down, uh, clears up some things in my mind because staying in my mind keeps it just actively, you know, rewind, play, rewind, play, rewind, play. It kind of puts it there and go, oh, this is not as big as I thought it was. And I could put it into the right place. If that makes sense. Bring it down to the size that it should be as well as, yeah, this, this is a issue here, God. And he may direct you, you know what? Go talk with your friend, your trusted friend. Or he may say, I'll go back. Um, my lady's name is Bonnie, but uh, Bonnie's a counselor. If I need to, I know I can go ahead and call it Bonnie and get a counseling appointment and just go in there and talk through some things. It helps so much to do that. Mm-hmm. She's a great Christian counselor and she doesn't always give me all the answers, but she points me in the right direction to see the sensibility in it, as well as where God is in those answers. True. So you're not belittling the memory that's coming forward when you said, well, God will put it in its right place or he'll tell you actually how small it is. And I know you're not belittling someone's memory by saying that. Um, What I believe you're saying is God just helps you see the, the true size of it because we can make something larger than what it was, but we can also minimize something that God needs you to look at and see the enormousness of it. So it could be one or the other. Correct. So that I can start choosing healthier options. Yeah. That's, that's the bigger picture of it. When I have a panic attack, let's say, or something like that, then I can go, okay, where was the steps before this happened? Where was my mind before this happened? And then that journaling and in that conversation with God, um, to be able to put it in perspective more than anything. And just so you guys know that sometimes journaling can be scary. All my life I've journaled (laughs) that I can remember, but I also remember the fear of journaling as well because I, I feared that somebody else would find it. So I found that writing something out, you know, the, the ugliest of things, writing it out and after getting it out and doing the processing with God and then destroying it. That was my safety at that time. You know, if I didn't feel like God was telling me, hold on to it and take it to my counselor or take it somewhere else. It was just for that moment for God and I, or for that week. And then afterwards it was, sometimes it was, I just stapled everything around the outside. (laughs) So it was obvious, you know, used to have a little lock, but 
I'm just throwing that out there because sometimes journaling can sound scary because you're putting on paper what's inside and that it can feel embarrassing or it can feel um, very scary. For me, it was, it made it so. I knew what happened happened, but to actually write anything about it was not in denial anymore. Yeah. And so that was a huge step. It's healing. It's healing. And it's a way to confront it. Confront it for the enormity that Satan wants to hold it onto you as. Well, yeah, he keeps wanting you to put another piece of paper on top of that pen. <laughs> and he wants to make it so big that you would not face it and make it so big that it's the scary monster. Therefore, you oppress and you refuse to go there. Yeah. No. So in the end, I'm not saying celebrate your memories when they come back or you're having these thoughts, but at the same time, hmm, I'm trying to put it in the right words here. Don't go ahead and start blocking them again. They're coming up, recognize them for what they are and go straight to God and talk with him about it. We talk about that a lot. Yes. <laughs> having, that, having that trusted person to just kind of process it through as well will help you have some direction of what to do next. And it may be that you go to a counselor, but before anything else, go to God. He's the one who can give you peace in that moment Absolutely. that you're needing peace. Hey, this memory came up, God. This flashback is there. I shouldn't be so afraid. God, mm -hmm. I need peace in this area. What is it that's bothering me? What can I do that's going to be healthy going forward? So I'm not shoving it down so that I'm letting it get the air of truth upon it. Amen. Well, that's why I wanted to bring it up today. I was just talking about that natural reaction there's a natural reaction to block a memory but there's also the purposeful that we will go ahead and step in and play small g god and block emotions memories and such because they're too painful true all right well thank you renee you're welcome Bye. you have been listening to the awake to joy podcast views expressed in this podcast are the speaker's opinions Thank you for listening. If you could please give us a review below, we would appreciate it greatly, as well as share this podcast with your family and friends. If you would like to get in contact with us, we'd love to hear from you. Check the show descriptions for more information. Under no circumstances shall Awake to Joy, its employees, volunteers, guests, or officers be liable for any direct or indirect losses or damages arising out of comments made. We look forward to chatting with you again. Because he lives, it changes everything.